This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Are you ready for the news with a side of bell pepper? Seriously, what the f*** are you doing? It's time for Trend Lightly. No, God, please, no, no! With America's sweetheart. With America's sweetheart. The Queen of Glendale. Welcome back to another episode of Trend Lightly. As the intro just told you, I'm Molly McAleer, and with me is Tiffany Maddox. Hey. Hey, hello. How are you? Well, I'm a got in trouble again. Oh, Mills. I did get in trouble again. So this time with Instagram, I am on my second strike. So I, if if I fuck up one more time on it, I don't even remember what the first strike was for. But if I fuck up one more time on Instagram, they're going to take it from me. So I have to be on my best behavior moving forward. But I saw this paparazzi clip of of one of our, I guess, most successful stories was based on him, David Dobrik. And he was, he's been doing a Discovery Channel show. So they got him his visa or whatever, his green card. Not his visa, his green card. And so he got stranded in Slovakia. He was there by himself after like all of his friends left after filming this Discovery show where they went and toured Europe. And it's like a show about David Tilburg discovering the world, which frankly he does need. (laughs) here's the thing that I was wondering so David Dobrik he was living in the U.S. under DACA right like he Mm -hmm. does so does that mean because from what I understand it and my limited knowledge of friends that I know that like live in the U.S. that may not have like fully permanent resident status that like they just can't leave so does that mean that David Dobrik has never left the continental United States before so that didn't happen until Trump oh So he was able, I think he went to Brazil. That was his only time. He went to like the Olympics or some some soccer thing, I think. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. He has a passport. But that was like pre-Trump. Yeah, exactly. So he does have a passport. But anyway, he got stuck in Slovakia. And people who follow David Dobrik on social media knew that. I did not realize. So he came back and right away went out to the clubs in Hollywood where he met up with I believe it's the Hollywood fix and this is what David said in this paparazzi interaction what up David 
How you doing, man? How's everything? Pretty good. It's so bright. So, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. So, I was reading something about you got stranded over in. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of got stranded. So basically, I went over, I went over to interview for my visa, and my green card, um, which I was like super, super excited about doing. And um, when I when I leave to go interview, I'm taking the risk of if the interview doesn't go well, I can't come back in. Um, but I was missing some documents, so it took me a little longer, and I was scared I was gonna have to stay in Slovakia. But I'm back now, which You're I'm back. super stoked about. When do you come back? I came back. This is gonna sound like I'm a little slut because I'm out already. But I came back like four hours ago, and here Man. I am. Here I am, being a little whore. You deserve. Being you, a whore you, out you, you deserve. You deserve <laughs> okay, to be out. Yeah. yeah, I'm celebrating being back in America. I mean, I'm a little slut. Here I am, being a little whore in LA. <laughs> do you think david dobrik likes to bottom like i know we shouldn't speculate oh well. yeah 100 100 right? yeah. <laughs> well like the best part of this video for me was in addition to him oddly and so tone deaf in these times i think even for him to refer to himself as a little whore <laughs> The best part of this for me is that his assistant, who's his like best friend from childhood, who's dating like the meathead of the group, Todd, she is just standing cross armed, looking pissed while like her boyfriend tries to I don't know what it was. I'm like, this is such a bad paparazzi moment. What did she think the angle was? And four hours after landing, I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming that he probably had a few drinks on the plane and then immediately decided to like push through the jet lag and just keep on drinking or whatever it was he was doing. And uh, no, it, like, babe, smells of that. The weirdest thing about David Dobrik is that he doesn't drink. And what? I, think I say the weirdest because everyone around him is like a raging alcoholic. Oh, wow. Why is he out then? Like, I would be jet lagged. He doesn't drink. I think he just likes, he likes the, you know, I think he likes to stay in control. Uh But I think that he still is an extrovert and likes to socialize. But he doesn't, he doesn't drink. Wow. Or maybe he's just incredibly tired and wired then, I guess, and calling himself a slut. Because that doesn't seem, (laughs) doesn't seem on brand for Mr. Dobrik. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's gone through some changes during quarantine, but I just wanted to keep everyone abreast of that. And it was that post and perhaps my caption that got me in trouble for bullying and harassment. (laughs) For bullying David Dobrik. I did. I bullied and harassed him. (laughs) Well, how are you doing? Anything new with you? Oh, I just I just dismembered a giant skeleton and ate dinner with it. So that is the start of spooky season for me. I had a friend who sent me a a human skeleton size gift and I was really wondering what to do with it because it was like absurd. I was like, what the fuck? This doesn't fit my home. So I've decided I'm going to make a ribcage fireplace display which I think is very Pinterest of me. But I got bored halfway through dismembering it, so I just kind of left it on the couch. And that's probably where it's going to sit for about a week, I would say. I think I'm going to eat all my meals with it. Oh, I love that. I remembered you saying that you were going to spray paint it gold at one point. Yeah, 100%. Still doing that. Hand OP. I bought some, um, I bought some gold spray paint. I also, in quarantine, I got quite into, um, like I didn't make bread, but I did get into sort of shit crafting and one of the things I did when my husband was here is I made a full-scale model of my own tits 
and I was gonna <laughs> spray paint them gold and mount them on the wall <laughs> so the spray paint has a dual purpose but it's uh, my boobs have just been sat there on the windowsill for a couple of weeks now so I need to do that too it's all it's very crafty up in here that's, that's all I thrilling. can say this is my time of year as a goth this is where I really come to life before the yeah, seasonal depression so kicks in <laughs> How are you going to spray paint a skeleton gold if you're using its ribs for the fireplace? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to spray paint the whole thing. I like it's partially dismembered. And I've got some flowers that I'm going to stuff into the rib cage. Oh, and fairy nice. lights. Yeah, because I'm feeling pretty basic about it. And then if I feel like it needs a pair of tits, then I know I've got a spare pair knocking around. But it is quite something and I would recommend to everyone <laughs> that if you ever get the chance to make a cast of a body part and see it like objectively like truly like not on your body but see it like as a sum of its part it is like terrifying it's absolutely terrifying like I knew I had oh, massive yeah. boobs but this is like on another level like they're huge I had no I think idea. nature's disgusting if I'm being perfectly <laughs> honest with you I think it's so gross I I don't understand. Like anytime I even start to think of what the human body is capable of, I want to vomit. It's <laughs> it's insane. It's really gross. Science in general is like not great. I guess that is a segue in some ways into our next topic. <laughs> Grimes, the star of last week's episode, one of the many stars of last week's episode, she did a major troll this week. I like to call what she, what she did here vintage paparazzi in that it's just, it, it so is what it is. Back when America used to fall for this, this would happen all the time. Just someone like conveniently holding a book. But Grimes says that she noticed the paparazzi was following her. So she decided to play with that and left the house in a, uh, what would you call it? It's kind of like if... Chico's and what's the what's the one that Kate Hudson makes? Fabletics. Oh yeah. Like did a Marvel like like collection. It it's feels giving it, me Comic Con for sure. Yeah, it's definitely some sort of cosplay, and this is definitely the way that she's been styling herself more lately. It's sort of there's something I don't know, robotic about it, but also military. I don't know. So She's reading a copy of the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> I'm nice. You know, it's really nice to see because as we know, like at one point she had communist in her, was it her Twitter bio that she had it in? Mm -hmm. And then she took it out when she started dating Elon Musk and, and then had made a bunch of like a series of TikToks where she talked about how she wasn't how she wasn't really a communist but she believed in some sort of like future like utopia in which there was a lot of AI like something to be solved and it kind of leads us in beautifully to this bizarre caption which is <laughs> which is really it's actually I actually find it quite endearing because she kind of points to the fact I that do like too. yeah she's not she's not really a communist but she's like she hasn't like figured it out yet but not like for herself, but like for the which world. Which is so weird. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like I cannot. It's it's yes. It seems like they're making decisions for the world. Yeah. She's like I'm on just, it. This is my. <laughs> yeah. This is how do you not? It's bizarre to be at this age unaware of your beliefs. But yeah. God bless her. The caption says, "I was really stressed when paparazzi wouldn't stop following me this week." Then I realized it was an opportunity to troll. I swear this headline, OMG, WTF, haha, I'm dead. 
The attached headline in the second slide says Grimes seen reading Karl's marks following the split with the world's richest man, Elon Musk. So she continues on to say, full disclosure, I'm still living with E. <laughs> oh, Lowercase E. I'm still living with E. And I'm not a communist. Although there's some very smart ideas in this book. But personally, I'm more interested in a radical decentralized UBI that I think could potentially achieve th- that we could be potentially achieved through crypto and gaming, but I haven't ironed that idea out enough, <laughs> enough yet to explain it. We're Regardless waiting. of my opinions, yeah, I know. Regardless, my opinion on politics are difficult to describe because the political systems that inspire me most have not been implemented. Anyway, if paparazzi keep chasing me, perhaps I will try and think of more ways to meme. Suggestions welcome. Can I just say she looks great too? Like she looks, she looks really good. Yeah, whatever work she did, it looks great. Yeah, it's very subtle. It's very subtle. I once heard that a good nose job should look like a haircut. (laughs) Love that. You know, and I've got two mils of filler in my chin and people barely notice. And at first I was mad about it, but actually I'm pretty pleased with it too. So, Thank God. Yeah, the filler in the jaw is killing it these days. Everyone's doing that. Yeah, it's the one. It's the absolute one. But she looks great. It's weird that it's weird and it's not weird that she calls him e i love these like little nuggets because what i wouldn't give to be a fly on the wall of that house like i would give almost anything to spend 24 hours just watching what the fuck happens in that house how they interact like how the baby interacts i'm curious about what elon eats now Probably some like some of that bullshit like startup dust that you add water to that has like all the main nutrients. It's like all of the living with none of the joy, which seems very on brand for him. Yeah, I feel like he's probably like a big green juice guy until like he fucks up and eats like a whole bag of Reese's minis, you know, like all those little mini peanut butter cups and Grimes. Like, I mean, Grimes wouldn't even have to discover them all balled up because they I think they live pretty I was looking at the aerial view of some of his homes and it's so easy to live separately from someone I mean when um, Azalea Banks was said she was locked in a different part of the house like I didn't take that to mean like a bedroom suite I took that to mean like a corridor like a whole fucking (laughs) wing of the house yeah I think they'll probably continue to live separate lives for quite some time. I think he was living, wasn't he living in like a shipping container in Texas and like there he will remain for a while? He did say he was going like off grid, essentially. Mm. He just, do you remember when he sold, he said he was selling his house that once belonged to Gene Wilder, but like he didn't, he would only sell it on the condition that like nothing was changed or like the integrity of like certain aspects of the home would stay the same. Which is like the most obnoxious sale ever. Like, how would you even, how would you even, like, how would you even be sure that that's happening? What are you going to do? Like, take the house back in five years? Yeah. Imagine if Elon Musk was like your landlord doing like standard check in property checks to see if you'd like made any dinks in the wall or put any pictures up or used any blue tack. It would just be infuriating and insufferable. I feel like I have heard people say things like, oh, we promised the original owner we wouldn't change it. Wouldn't that just piss you off, though? Like, wouldn't that just make you want to do it more? Yeah. Yeah, same. Absolutely. I would fucking level Absolutely. the thing. <laughs> Rather than give him the satisfaction. In fact, I feel like 
that's what happened like on Trading Spaces, like when that couple, did you ever see that episode? Did you ever watch Trading Spaces? No, we had something similar called Changing Rooms, but I've seen clips of Trading Spaces. So I wonder if I've seen this one. Tell me more. It's the woman who like all she wanted, the only thing she didn't want changed in her house was the brick in her basement. Oh, I didn't And the designer was like intent on painting the brick and they finally came to like a thing where they were just gonna build wood covers over each of the like brick panels in on the wall and so the family obviously like had a fucking meltdown and I think I remember it took a lot of money for them to in days for like the crew to stay and fix it after because the woman had like a mental breakdown I think there needs to be more like life after these kind of reality show type things where you see <laughs> where you see the like impact of the thing that happened because there are so many awful things that happened on like the UK version of Changing Rooms that I'm like surely this did not stay that way like there's no way you could live in that there's no way you could live in a in a room there was one that's really famous you've probably seen clips of it on TikTok maybe but there was one many years ago where they built this like um floating shelf thing in the middle of a room and this woman's thing was that she was really she was a collector of like antique teapots. So they built mm. this like float, these series of floating shelves. They put like all of her antique teapots on it and then they leave the room and then the thing immediately breaks. And so this poor woman's like life's work of collecting these hideous teapots was just like done, like in the moment. And I'm sure that they sign that they're not responsible for like any damage. Oh, or I amazing. mean, like, do you think it's intentional? I think like (laughs) from doing like small bits of work with people who've worked in TV, I think it's like absolutely TV producers are, some of them are very rotten to the core (laughs) and probably take a great amount of joy in that. in ruining someone's antique teapot collection or or their perfectly fine exposed brick walls. Yeah, yeah, especially when someone's old, you just can't do that to them. No. No. And we know that like, is it, was it that the picture that went viral of, was it Elon Musk and Richard Branson in like the most boring looking kitchen on the planet? And everyone was like, why would billionaires have money like this if they weren't going to like have a nice kitchen? <laughs> right. I don't remember that picture, but it's, I, I agree that way with like many very wealthy people I see. I'm like, this is what you use your money on or why yeah. not put some money here? It's easy for me to say as someone who will hopefully never, I don't know. I hope I would never be the world's richest person. That would be, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Everyone would have to get locked out of their Bitcoin wallets for me to be even close to that. All right. Do you remember, of course, Devious Licks? Oh, gorgeous. One of the most lovely stories, I think, in, in recent times. Yeah, it was one of the greatest things that's happened in a, yeah, for sure, a really long time. So Devious Licks... I think has set it's set the community on fire. And by that, I mean, teachers, there's this, there's this anonymous Instagram account. I think it's anonymous called teacher misery where Mm -hmm. teachers post about how horrible their jobs are. This feels like something I would not do. If you were a teacher, you wouldn't go and like expose the whole teaching profession? No, I wouldn't. And it obviously is going to backfire. Like I feel like even doing having this page is some sort of ethical issue. Right, 
Right. This also, it's weird to me that it was on Instagram because it felt like absolute Facebook fodder to me. Like this is like a closed, like teacher memes, like Facebook group that like maybe starts off by sharing like kind of funny, slightly sassy, witty, like crappy minion memes, and then like evolves to the point of there's a level of drama where moderators have to step in and like this is an ethical thing. So it was really weird to me that it was on Instagram. Right. So okay, this basically a a thing that went around was. Because of the devious looks things, teacher teachers did what was accurate, ac- pretty accurately described by like I think TikTok's sort of favorite kindergarten teacher, Miss Frazzled. Um, she explains how it started as a rumor and how it backfired. So I'm just gonna play this clip for you. Good morning, teacher misery has circulated a fake list on Instagram and Facebook, and in doing so, has made another stupid trend. They say, I have no idea as to the validity of this information, just passing it along. Do y'all remember these lists? This one's a, a spoof, it's a parody, but like, the acronyms of what your teens are texting. Same energy. TikTok has never in their life, like, what? So in circulating this, they're like causing this whole uproar. Nobody in the comment section is listening to me. And guess what? A student slapped their teacher. But you know who started it? Not TikTok. Not that I'm on that side of TikTok. But not TikTok. Freaking stinking teacher misery. Guys, just because it is forwarded to you does not make it true. Okay. So whoever started this made a list that was basically like, hey, teachers, I just thought you should know. Here's some upcoming trends that the students are <laughs> <laughs> that the students are planning. This is like the unofficial TikTok ske- schedule for trends, which like <laughs> is not that's not how trends work. Like, in fact, like there was baked ZD day, which I think was like March. No, it was like May 17th, 2021 everyone was going to eat baked ziti or they were going to eat ro- yeah they were going to eat ziti i think that's what it was and it was just a day that someone decided okay on this day we're all going to eat ziti and i think it i think it went off like i think i remember people like anticipating it and posting pictures about it so it's difficult to read and i think that this original post might have been deleted from uh, teacher misery but what i can read from this post it says hi all this month's tiktok challenges that some students are choosing to engage in might not be the end this story was covered 9 16 12 and abc 30 where like in it continues on to say that there were some things so august's challenge is going to be sleep in and be late september is going to be mess up a toilet October is going to be smack a staff member. November is going to be kiss your friend's girlfriend. December is going to be deck the balls with guys punching each other in the balls. I think. <laughs> January is going to be jab a breast. Oh. February is going to be mess up school locker rooms i think or something march is going to be make a mess in the cafeteria april's going to be grab some eggs i think that was like your nuts and then may is going to be ditch day and then june is flip off the front office so this is 
So May is going to be ditch day. I mean, senior senior ditch day is a is a thing everywhere. Right. Also, I want to know where is this like where is this circulating? Like, do you get this when you first join TikTok? Like, is it part of your welcome pack? Um, if so, I didn't receive it. I feel a little bit left out by that. I mean, bit. she hit the nail on the head when she said that these are like the old. <laughs> like things that were that were passed around when we were first doing instant messenger like when i remember was pos parent over shoulder oh yeah <laughs> like I mean, what i'm going to see if i can um i want to see if i can find like a a long like old slang teen teen <laughs> texting scandal <laughs> thing Oh, these are all really normal. Okay, ASL Bay, fine. But I'm sure, like, I remember seeing some absolutely mental shit circulating. But it's, I actually find it really cute when these lists get put together and, and I get a lot of um, call points from reading and memorizing them in case I accidentally have a conversation with someone who's under the age of, like, 20. And at least I can know what they're talking about without looking like I'm 400 years old. Yes, please pull that up. I like, okay, I found some memes from this TikTok challenge warning on teacher misery. The newest TikTok challenge is slap a teacher. I've been slapped, punched, kicked, strangled, bitten, and stabbed with a pencil. Nothing ever happens to my students because they have IEPs. But when one of them broke a ceiling tile in the hallway, they were suspended. Admin and parents do not want to hear about the aggression against me because I knew what I was getting into. My takeaway is that school property is more valuable to them than I am. Can I like, uh, <laughs> I want to ask, what was the worst thing that happened like in your class at school? Like what was like the meanest thing that people in your class did to a teacher? I'm assuming it wasn't you, Moss, because obviously you were a, you were a good person, but oh, what was, what was like the worst thing? <laughs> So, like, our favorite Spanish teacher, Senorita Lewis, got replaced. And I think, like, fifth grade, we got this teacher named Rebecca. And she was young, and she was, like, so cunty. And Senorita Lewis was, like, beyond. Like, she would, like, choreograph, like, dances to, like, I Saw the Sign by Ace of Base Mm -hmm. that were, like, teaching us how to, like, conjugate words or whatever. (laughs) And, like, this chick was just awful. And I remember the entire year, like, if there was one thing we agreed on is that we all hated this bitch. We all fucking hated her. And one day she just, like, left crying and never came back. Oh. I mean, so and when yeah. when you talk about like mean things students did to teacher, like I mean, maybe we turned her off of her 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 career. That was maybe yeah. what we did. <laughs> Look, I think it's a baptism of fire. I remember a friend and I were responsible for a teacher shaving his mustache off because we made him self conscious about it, which feels like very small fry. <laughs> but he grew a mustache over the summer holiday. I remember it very clearly. It was Mr. Wilson physics class god bless him and he yeah he suddenly had come back with this like very long cut like curly proper proper mustache 
So my friend Rian was really good at drawing. So she drew a sketch of him with his mustache. And then we wrote him a note that was like, like, I think he'd said that he'd gone to Spain or something on his holiday. So we were like, hola, Senor Wilson. We see that you seem to have acquired some facial hair over the over the summer season and then a bunch of shit. And then he came back the next week and it was gone. And I felt like I was responsible for that. And he actually looked good with it. So if he has failed to grow a mustache since, I am deeply apologetic on the off chance that he's listening. Yeah, I'm trying to, I don't know. I think there was like, I don't think there was any like physical things that we made fun of teachers for. I mean, I was the kind of kid that like, I would, when I was like in college and I would get together with my high school friends for New Year's Eve, we would like drunk dial our teachers' houses at like 3 a.m. to say hi to them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you have to. If you've got that. Uh, that was the best. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Did there you- was this one chick. We called her like, she, we called her Linda. I don't know what her name was, but we called her Linda because we said she looked like one. And we got in big trouble because they were like, stop liking your teacher so much so that you have a nickname for her. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we I uh, well know, i've got a like a weird rick astley like side quest but um m- my friend rian the one that we got the um we got the guy to shave his mustache off with she her uncle was very wealthy and lived in the same area in fact i think he lived next door to rick astley and this is when we were like still at school so this is we predate rick rolling here and for some reason rian got rick astley's phone number from her uncle's like phone book and so sometimes we would ring up Ring Astley and sing Never Gonna Give You Up. So I, I'd like to believe that we were Rick Rolling, Rick Astley before Rick Rolling was a thing. Wow. Wait a minute. Is he not American? Mm-mm. No, he lives in Richmond. Last I checked. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what a lovely surprise for him. I know. I'm sure he's never had that happen to him before. I'm sure nobody has ever sung his song to him. So he must have really. Oh, yeah. I meant that. But I also (laughs) meant like that. (laughs) I meant isn't that nice that like this one hit wonder has like managed to continue to make so much money and be a cultural celebration. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. Also, how how lucky was he that you did that? (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Tiffany. I didn't. Um, I didn't I mean to take that something. from you. No, no, totally. I, it's uh, it's you're absolutely right. I found something that I think <laughs> ties into our um, both our previous story and then and this current one, which was the meme. Um, I'm on the Know Your Meme page for Is Your Teen Texting About the origins of which happened after a 2016 stock photograph where they would put, you know, fake is your teen texting about underneath it. So I found one, which is the meme of is your child texting about communism? And I'm going to give you some acronyms. And I wonder if you can guess a couple of them. Okay. Okay. So the, the category is communism. So LOL. Any thoughts, feelings? I feel like labor has to be in there somewhere. Oh, you'd think. Actually, that's probably better. Uh, In this one, it's Lenin or leave. Um, Okay, okay. (laughs) We've got BTW. Oh, I don't know. I'm breaking through wage slavery. (laughs) Okay, okay. All right. I should have known. Okay, how how dumb. Okay, Um, right. IDC is interesting debate, comrade. STFU is socialism socialism triumphs for us. Oh, Um, I like that. That's cute. And SMH is sexy Marxist hottie. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I like that a lot. We have to find more of those. I feel like that's, that's a powerful meme area for us. 
Wait, can you explain this purse replica thing to me? Yeah, 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 of course. So I don't know if you've ever fallen down the rabbit hole of designer replicas on Reddit. I am obsessed, like obsessed. So and for a while, actually, there was a really big like replica community on TikTok, but TikTok banned any and all hashtags around replicas. Yeah, I I remember that. That was like, that was major. Yeah, yeah, because there was like a huge amount of like, you know, replica bragging or whatever. So there's like a bunch of replica subreddits. There's like the the main ones, which is like designer reps. There's like some of them, which are like men's replicas, like men's wearing fashion. And then there's one called Rep Ladies, which is the one that I'm currently sort of obsessed with. And just like full disclosure, I go to sleep reading Rep Ladies. It sends me to sleep like you wouldn't believe, like immediately. Oh my God. Don't you wish you could have someone there to just read Reddit to you? Oh my God, I know. (laughs) Like you can find those computers that will read it to you, but it's never the same. So does if for anyone who doesn't know like what a replica bag is, it's not a brand or anything. It's basically a place for knockoff designer bags like that's that's what rep ladies is it's rep like they're just they're just knockoffs but very high-end yeah knockoffs so like well a Birkin bag in reality costs what is it like it can be thirty thousand dollars for a Birkin bag this is more like you can get one for maybe 300 because it's such like a stunning reproduction of it Yeah. And sometimes the prices of like, sometimes there are very specific bags, which are like incredibly like the craftsmanship is like beyond. So like a Chanel flap bag, like the iconic Chanel flap lambskin, um, like a really good replica of that from there are certain factories. I think there's one in particular that does like a stitch to stitch perfect replica of a Chanel flap, which is goes for about like $800. Or you can get like Cartier love bracelets with real diamonds that are like very, very passable that will go for like the thousands of dollars. So you'd pay like, you know, $1,500 as opposed to, you know, eight, nine, 10 grand essentially. So it's like people who have money to, to spend. And a lot of the people in the rep ladies forum are people who do also buy and can afford to buy authentics. And so like this forum is very much about the hunt of finding the perfect replica and like the the rules for posting are very, very strict. So like if you buy a bag, it's usually a bag. I mean, it's primarily bags, but it's other stuff too. But if you buy something, you have to follow like a very strict format of how you review that bag. And often like the most common way of sourcing these like black market items is through trusted sellers, which are sort of linked in the sidebar who have done an awful lot of business with these often women in the Reddit forum. So what you, yeah. yeah. So like, can we like point out too, that it's, it's interesting. Cause when you say people who have the money to buy it, like, let's talk about like what that means. Right. So like, are these people really old money? Probably not. It's like maybe second generation new money. Yeah, and what I've seen is that some people will buy du- like almost dummy stunt versions of bags that they have at home so that they like own the authentic and they keep it like they keep it pristine so pristine. that they can preserve the like resale value of it. But they like carry a replica day to day so that they can en- have the enjoyment of the bag that they like, I guess, without like, yeah, without sort of sort of knocking their investment in some way. And also like the process of acquiring these bags and looking for the perfect rep 
is in and of itself like a it's a hobby and a hunt so it isn't really even for some of these women about about just getting a bag that they like at a knockoff price because like for many women that's the case but for others it is about the like the minutiae and the craftsmanship and like finding something that is like as almost as good or close to or sometimes even better than the original um wow it's fascinating and you know like I have known I've known people with an awful lot of money who are from like family money and they would be some of the tightest people like for real like they would be the most like that's the uh, well that's the truth of right like honestly I'm sure you're familiar with Charles Gross but I love this mm -hmm. concept he's been talking about lately which is coded luxury which is how you know, there's certain items that are just so high end that like your average person wouldn't know it. It's it's always very inconspicuous. Mm. You know, he recently did a thing about sort of like the coded luxury behind hobo chic about how like every item there has to be, you know, every item has to be like very expensive to really pull off the look and thinness helps too. But yeah. like it's, I when I think of um, people who would normally get a knockoff bag or like you know a replica bag, I'm thinking of people who, like Bethany Frankel, does that. Mm. Bethany Frankel has a lot of bags that she buys. I think hers are known for being like 200 bucks. Oh wow! She has a Birkin in every color, right? She has. Everyone says some assistant said she always smells like like wet dog and pleather, which is cruel but insight and then you know I think of people who want it for to signal luxury in a in a in a way that's respectable like maybe you're not on that level yet but you are about to be on that level and so you want this bag in the meantime to sort of serve as a I don't know just sort of a symbol right I don't have a problem with that I I didn't realize that there was such a that even people who owned these bags would carry knockoff versions of them. Is calling it a knockoff, like, diminishing what this is? Well, I don't know, because I think there's something to, there's something to the feeling like you've got some, like, one over. And then you can get a little, like, hit the blunt existential about it and, like, talk about, like, what does real mean anyway? And about value and, like, you know, what makes something, what makes something authentic versus what makes something non-authentic, especially if it's being made by the same materials, by the same sort of people who would be making the authentic bag. I mean, and from what I gather, one of the things that happens at the start of like the new fashion season when like new bags and accessories are launched is that like often some of these like replica, they're like the middlemen that you will talk to through whatsapp or whatever to kind of order these bags so you can't it's not like you go to a site and order like the whole thing is done in this very like intoxicating clandestine way which i'll talk about in a sec but you know they send people at the beginning of every fashion season from china to go to the boutiques and buy the bags and then they bring them back and they pull them apart and like stitch by stitch they kind of recreate them and like that in and of itself is kind of an interesting I don't know. That's really, that's like a really fascinating thing to me. That No, it is. It really is. They're like trying to bring you the very, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. 
Yeah. Especially because probably so many people can't tell. Like it, you really have to take like a bag to like a very, very, very trusted authenticator. If you're ever looking to get something authenticated, take it to the best person you can. Yeah. Because they're, they are like when they're at their very best, there is probably no way that they're going to be clocked. In fact, there's a whole sort of, there are threads and threads and threads like every month about, you know, have you ever been clogged or like where do you wear your reps versus your auths and like do you ever feel self-conscious and I suppose like for people who haven't like who have a lot of money and can afford to drop the money on a bag if they want to but actually would rather get something that's a little more disposable like it feels like the value in that is you know whatever it makes sense for them you know these are people that are moving in circles where the fact that they'd be carrying a replica bag would never be called into question and nobody is looking you know nobody's grabbing it and looking close enough and trying to kind of get a magnifying glass on the stitching to see if it's the right stitch you know so they pass like they always pass so it's kind of fascinating but yeah I mean you can't just go to a a website and order it you have to kind of find a seller you have to get this link to what is often like a like a photo album that's usually like in Chinese and trying to kind of translate and like figure your way through it and then you message somebody who's like a middleman And they will often source from multiple factories and multiple factories have their own different standards and different pricing. Then you get sort of sent quality pictures from which you can then QC your bag and decide whether or not it's something you want to proceed with. And then if you do, like you release the money, often like hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And then they come packaged in the packaging. Like they come packaged in like- right Full scale, like dust bags, like full boxes, like the whole nine- so it's a whole, I can, it's, it's a very like addictive thing because it's like chasing, chasing the perfect high, the perfect bag. I mean, I, it sounds like so much work. Yeah. I mean, I, this sounds like so much work. I think it's not because, I, go on. I, d- I don't have anything else to say. I'm just like blown away <laughs> by it. But I, I'm, I'm guessing like from what I've seen from lurking so much is that like many of the people in this, like in this subreddit, this becomes like a hobby for them. So, you know, when you're writing the review, that's often incredibly detailed and like labored and it's going to take a whole evening to really write it to the standard that the, the subreddit will accept it's like your whole thing and I and I suspect there's a lot of like mothers like stay-at-home mothers as well that are like on the forum who will often talk about you know them taking the bag to the school run so I think like that's part and parcel of it too is like it is a lot of work but like if it becomes your hobby then it probably doesn't feel too much like work it probably feels like you know the thing that you've become obsessed with right there was a scandal and I've got to tell you about the scandal. So this has rocked the rap ladies community. So it's like very heavily modded and very well modded. And one of the things that the Reddit does is they will keep a rolling list of like trusted sellers and non-trusted sellers. And this is just based on anecdotal evidence from people's interactions with various sellers. So if you're going to like source a rep bag for the first time, you'll often check out the trusted sellers list and you know, read a few reviews about how your interaction went with that middleman or middlewoman and get in touch with them. And to be like on the trusted sellers list is kind of a big deal because you've got to have, you know, I don't know what the conditions are, but I'm assuming like a a swathe of really positive reviews, like very consistently, and you've got to be around for a certain amount of time. 
Right. And like a lot of these things, if they're like, it's a lot to run something like this, I can only imagine. And it's like, have you heard about the Etsy issue where like if people are not getting at least like a 4.5 on all of their reviews, Mm. they will push them down or or basically shadow ban their Etsy page. And so now the only things that like pop up to the top are like companies doing basically like wish.com scams like selling bras direct from china oh wow and it's fucked up because like you know i think there are average mistakes with mail or something but especially with this especially with this you fuck up one or twice once or twice like your your credibility's lost yeah totally 100 percent, and it spreads like wildfire in this community. There was a, a mini scandal that basically kicked off the apocalypse, which was there's a family that sell rep bags. And I think each of the family members sells like a different thing. They have a different specialty. And I think the seller is called Linda and they were affectionately known as the Lindashians, which I think is kind of cute. Yeah. It turns out that Linda was supplying photos from the rock from a different factory and you know, sending people something else. And Holy the- shit, Linda. For God's sake, Linda. <laughs> And there was also, you know, there's like a couple of big ones that are like the the OGs, like the OG sellers. There's a guy called Mr. Gary. There's a lady called Anna. And there are some others. And then there's like a shit list of like people you don't trust. And there was this guy called Alex who was essentially doing a bait and switch. So he would send like, he would send like pictures of like these incredible like... As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day 
at sax.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, picture perfect replicas. And then by the time it arrived at the person, they would be like, you know, your garden variety, like $60 replica. And this kept happening and Alex essentially got blacklisted from the site. Um, I'm going through. I cannot believe. I can. I cannot believe what you're about to reveal. This is fucking nuts. <laughs> there was this sort of apocalypse that happened to, to do with the uh, to do with a photo album. It's a little like it's kind of boring to get into, but basically, like somebody had somebody had been putting up pictures from a certain photo album that was incorrect. They were the they were the wrong. It was the wrong factory. It was a factory that wasn't well trusted. And because of that, this other thing that was revealed, and the thing that was revealed is that the number one trusted seller on Rep Ladies, Mr. Gary, was actually Alex, the previous bait and switch scammer. And because oh my of that, God. I know, done, done, done. They're having a referendum on trusted sellers. So Rep Ladies is on fire. Wait a minute. Okay, it goes on. This little thing says, Alex is not only using the Mr. Gary account, but also a few other non-TS accounts. Fiona ran by Alex's ex-girlfriend, and Alina, ran by a friend of his. These are supposedly six NTTS accounts utilized by Alex slash Gary's team, but those are the only two we're aware of at this time. So I'm dying because there is always, in the internet, there's always an ex-girlfriend that's still in the picture who's part of these (laughs) things. Always, like, have you noticed that? It's like always an ex girlfriend. It's like, do you not have a new girlfriend you could bring into this? Or, like, girl, was the dick so good? Was the money so good that you have to keep (laughs) this man in your life? Like, if I started dating someone and they said to me, Oh, yeah, I'm still in regular contact with my ex, but that's because we're running a Reddit scheme together, like, I. I would be out. So, like, this is just beyond to me. Like, why the ex girlfriend? But it's just, it's so fascinating how they have corrupted this Reddit together. I know. Can you believe that here in this shady world of black market dealings, somebody has been dishonest? I thought this was a place of trust. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. That's such a good point. And that's where I'm slow. That's where I am so slow because you're right. Like there's this whole CD underbelly to all of this. So you have a link here that says Mr. Gary reveals himself. I don't want to jump ahead, but. I mean, it's, it's basically a screenshot from a, from a chat in which Mr. Gary is asked. I mean, some of it is in a, in a, some of it is being translated. So one of the users asked to Mr. Gary, who has a, a who has a profile picture of Alex Pettifer, which should have been the first clue that it was Alex. Come on, he's using right. a picture of a guy called Alex. They say, are you Alex? Mr. Gary says, yes. And then Mr. Gary says, after experiencing the mistakes made by Alex in 2018, I reflected for a long time and adjusted my mind to re-enter the platform with the best service re-recognized by the buyers. Please forgive me. 
And then someone said, are you related to some of these new sellers like Alina and Fiona? And Gary says, yes, they are my friends. So I also love that Gary, I mean, it may just be a thing that's lost in translation. (laughs) The smiley faces are fucking demented, dude. (laughs) What phone is this on that? Like, it's like a, it's like a long tooth yellow emoji smiley with like eyes shut because it's so happy, but it has bear ears. Yeah, I've never seen that before in my life. Listen, I mean, yeah, that's quite overwhelming, honestly, just to think about. I I mean, has there been any like support for these people? Well, I believe that there has been a there has been a referendum, which is the the thing that's rocked the community where rep ladies say that they will no longer be held responsible for what is a trusted seller and what is not a trusted seller. So they're going to remove the trusted sellers list from the side of the sidebar, which is basically like how what your entry point would be into buying. So it's kind of they have they put their hands up and basically said, wait, like we cannot enforce or moderate this. Like we aren't even all we are doing is creating a space for people to talk about bags. Like we can't be held responsible for if you get into a bad into a bad situation with essentially doing an illegal black market deal like that's not on us, (laughs) which is fair enough. Which is totally fair enough. I like I'm going through the untrusted sellers list and I just want to die for them. I'm so embarrassed for them. (laughs) Like their WhatsApps are on here and like one's a 201 number. Like is this guy in like New York? Like what's going on? (laughs) It's 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 a fascinating little thing. It's it's totally it's totally bizarre because I wonder without forums like this how this particular part of the black market thrives because because you are doing something which is illegal like the procurement of of counterfeit goods then you want to create a level of protection around that and around yourself and it just like it just can't exist because of the nature of the business right it's a bit like if you buy if you're buying like something on the dark web you're buying drugs or whatever you know you can take the reviews of people who have gone before you as like as a green light to proceed but like what are you going to do call the fucking like citizens advice bureau if it all goes wrong like no it's you're doing like a you're doing a dodgy deal i say that as someone who bought a very 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 good replica chloe backpack a few months ago you know i'm confessing this Moles. i frequented wet ladies and i got drawn in and i bought a beautiful beautiful backpack which is incredible so you know it is what it is you roll the dice you're breaking the law what are you going to say can I be gross and ask you how much it was? Uh, it was like a, it was under two hundred dollars. It was around oh, that's the, not two, bad. the shipping. It's beautiful. I'll send you a pic. It's. I tell you what, I was looking to source it, and I was looking on like they know they no longer made it, and I wouldn't have paid the price for it anyway. I looked secondhand. I looked on Vestar and, you know, all those other kind of like marketplaces, and I couldn't find a version of it. Well, I, was, I would have paid a lot of money for like a, a beaten up bag. And I was like, got to be another way. <laughs> so I bought this like beautiful, beautiful leather backpack with like a suede little pouch and like beautiful hardware. And like, we're very happy together. I'm looking at some of them. I mean, I would just be embarrassed if I was clocked. That's the thing. Like someone I, tried yeah. to clock me once with a real bag. And I was like, I was like, I don't know how to prove myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got to get into it. Couch guy. 
<sighs> if couch guy means nothing to you, buckle in, okay? And please head over to our Instagram, TrendLightlyPod. We'll have it up on Twitter, too, because you need to see the original video with your own eyes to understand how just much of a sensation this is and see if you react to what everyone else is reacting to. So it all started out very simple. It all started out very innocently. This girl goes to visit her boyfriend at college. Ellie Goulding's song, Still Falling For You, from, what is it? Bridget Jones's Baby is playing in the background. And she goes to surprise her boyfriend. And right when she walks in, her boyfriend's sitting on the couch with three other girls. And it looks like he doesn't seem super excited that she's there. Jury's still out on whether or not this man just has no energy. Like if he's just one of those like dead behind the eyes kind of people. Because I'm willing to float the theory that he might be. But Mm. right away, you just got a very off vibe from the room. And there's people, including this girl herself, who are defending that none of the things that we're about to reveal are true. That they're a happy couple and that people are just reading into it. But I'm telling you, I have very I've seen very few people who need to have it explained to them mm. what's going wrong here. And I'm and I personally, when I started watching the video, I when it came up in my FYP, I was like, oh my god, it has all these views. Like it must be like some amazing reunion. So I kept watching. And then when it hit me what had happened and I was like, oh, that was weird. And oh, that's definitely why this has so many likes and views. It just confirmed for me that this guy is sus as fuck and his friends are sus as fuck. They're all super weird. This girlfriend's in crazy ass denial. So do you want to do you want to like give your version, your play by play on like how you saw the video? Yeah, I mean, I had a a really kind of similar experience to you, which is that like, when it came up on my FYP, I was fairly innocuous, and it was kind of boring. And so I actually watched it the whole time the first time. And I was just like, wait, what am I watching? And, And it was because of the amount of views and comments, and likes, I was like, hang on a sec, like, what, like, what, like, what is this? Like, it it left me feeling like, weird but I couldn't put my finger on it like not gonna lie the first time I was like I think it's because I was expecting something else like you I was expecting like a really heartwarming reunion or something like insane to happen at the very very end and what happens in the video was incredibly subtle so it took me like a second watch to like really wrap my head around like oh and see the sum of its parts because it was like a bit of a Shakespearean drama the friends his friends this guy's friends are are very very sus and like very Like they've got shit eating grins on their faces. Like they know like something's happening. Uh, The boy is very, very shifty, sat on the couch with like three girls. And so my immediate feeling after like watching it like twice was like, oh, he's like, he's fucking one of them for sure. Um, Right. And And they all know. the comment section. Yeah. (laughs) They all know. And then I, and thank God for the comment section. God bless you, TikTok comment section for like breaking it down for these elderly eyes of mine. But, um, yeah, same as you. I was just like, wait, why does this have so many views? Oh, fuck, something's weird here. Oh, no. I mean, for me, as I knew what it was before going to the comments, which was that 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm old fashioned, but for me, if a guy doesn't stand up when I walk into a room, I'm fucking over it, dog. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Stand the fuck up. Are you kidding me? Like, no way am I putting up with that. No way. I feel like if I fly across the country and you see me coming and there's about 12 steps between the two of us and or six steps between the two of us and I put my bag down and hold my arms out and if by that time you're not on the couch, I'm calling my best friend in the car crying. (laughs) Yeah, if my husband had done that, if I'd surprised him, which by the way, just want to say... I would, I personally loathe this kind of surprise. It like sets my teeth on edge. Like I hate it. I hate the idea of it being done to me. Right. And well, of course. So that's the other thing. I don't know if anyone out there is invested, uh, has some stock in Southwest Airlines, but this trend, like many other TikTok trends, has inspired a lot of people to surprise the people in their life. And Part of the meme at this point is that unfortunately, fucking no one's went as bad as her. (laughs) (laughs) And I think part of the reason why it's like also stumbled into like humor territory, because let's be real, I think a lot of people are very upset about this and like the way it was handled because it's, it is upsetting. It's upsetting. Like to see that happen to another girl, I think normally the responses would be like, girl, are you okay? You know, but like because she doubled down and she's like arguing with everyone like you guys just don't get it. Like you guys just don't. It's fine. You're ruining a beautiful moment for us. Okay, you don't get it. (laughs) I don't feel like being convinced. Okay, I don't feel like I have to be convinced. I've dated enough men in my life. So let's play some of these TikToks about all of this. Let's see. Just sitting on the couch watching. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. This is the one I pulled up because it's a literal cat sitting on a on a couch. And it was hashtag couch guy. And this was the first one I saw ever made about hashtag couch guy. So I just wanted to include that before, you know, just to acknowledge that they kind of started this trend unknowingly or, you know, it kind of went in a very different direction that they had intended with Couch Guy. Sorry, let me find a better one. I screwed myself a little bit by putting these in Dropbox. The um, did you? Because I couldn't get access to the Dropbox, so I just put a few in. But the the guy Benedict Town, his like take on what like us as human beings, what we're seeing and like why it's uncomfortable is kind of quite interesting. No, is that in the document? No, let's take this. Okay. The most fascinating thing about Couch Guy and that whole saga is just that every single human being who watched that video, without exception, within seconds, if not milliseconds, was like, something is wrong. Like, we, we all joke about vibes, you know, the vibes, but like, no, seriously, like, vibes, like, the power of human intuition to assess a situation, to read not just body language, but like, you know, micro expressions of body language. Like, it's just crazy that anyone who sees that video immediately is like, there's something wrong in this room. I don't know what it is, but something is wrong. So true. So true. 
That's exactly how I feel about it. Where I'm like, don't play dumb. So uh, what I one other thing I loved is like that just a wide community came together. So here is a a coach that kind of deals with stuff like this. So I'm an attorney in South Florida, and for a living, I investigate misconduct of people and corporations. I've reviewed this video very carefully, and I've come to the conclusion, and I am convinced that Couch Guy's conduct is highly suspicious. Okay. Sorry, I don't know why I said coach, probably because he looks like a coach, but he's a lawyer. So people are getting in on this where they are, I mean, okay, so here's someone advertising her skills to find out if your boyfriend's doing the same thing. Here we go. I teach you how to read micro expressions in body language. If you suspect that your boyfriend is cheating on you, something similar to the stitch that I have here, then follow me on my Wizio page and I can read any type of body language that you have for me. Follow me on my Wizio page. <gasps> I'm fucking in. Are you kidding me? So I I do love when like entrepreneurs find their yeah, way. Get the in, bag. <laughs> into this. Okay. So here is another take right here. Huge break in the Couch Guy v. TikTok case. It seems to be confirmed that her hand is indeed on his back more at 11. So it, there, it became a rumor as to whether or not he we we could spot the hand on his back. There was also someone who tried to debunk that and said it was the guy's watch in front of him. I just don't see how that's possible that he is didn't. I, I don't see how that's a, a watch band. I just don't at all. Um here's here's another thing okay ready this is a girl i think that wants to dispel the myth does anybody else think that we could be taking this whole couch boyfriend girlfriend visiting her boyfriend at college thing too far i mean it's been the entirety of my for you page different commentaries on that whole relationship <laughs> and yes i am a hypocrite i am contributing to this discourse right now but I just think it's wild that that relationship is now under a microscope of the entirety of TikTok. <laughs> I mean, I just hope that if slash when they break up, y'all please do not drag that girl because this is already embarrassing for her. No, I think that people will like fly that like her to their house as a result of this. <laughs> I feel very strongly that she is going to get, if anything, a lot of support. Now, she does have the support of her family, who also thinks that nothing is wrong. This is a video she took with her father. She goes to Purdue, so she flew back to Purdue for game day. She's also in some sort of, with a with a Delta in it. She's in one of those sororities. Here's her at the game day with her family. Asking my family what they think of Couch Boy. Those are people who actually know Robbie, by the way. Okay, Dad, what's your opinion on Couch Boy? Well, of course, I know Couch Boy from when he's sitting on our couch. <laughs> and Robbie's great. We love Robbie. Okay, Mom, what about you? We love Robbie. All right, Michael, what about you? I know Robbie since he was David's little brother. Stop the hate. Okay, I'm not sold that they care about Robbie. Uh-uh. Like, they're, tr like, what are they going to do? What what are they going to do? Does she not? Now, so these girls that they're with, I had some theories. So one of the main theories is that the girl who's next to him had her hand on his back. And there's also, I mean, if you slow it real down, and trust me, a lot of people did, 
There's also seemingly evidence that she had his phone and passed it back to him on the sly. And and I'm going to tell you, dude, and also today, it appeared that someone uncovered that there might have even been a head on a shoulder. (gasps) Because the way that they walk in, so they have these obnoxious green doors, like the worst color green doors. and, And it's like one of those apartment complexes. And they walk in and there's a guy leading and then there's a guy in the back. And the guy leading, you could tell he says something like Rob or something, right? And so this girl moves her head. She's holding their phone. Someone says that she was taking a picture of them with his phone. Okay. Okay. So now, because I was a little like the phone thing, I didn't really fully understand. Because I was like, why is it a bad thing that she'd be holding the phone? But if she was taking a picture, okay, very damning. Well, do you want to know what my first thought went to as someone who has been around disgusting people and has participated in some (laughs) disgusting things? Tell me. Passing around the phone and saying, look at the text my crazy bitch girlfriend (gasps) sends. Oh. She's so fucking delusional. (sighs) Because these girls all apparently know Lauren. Because she, her boyfriend and her have been long distance for two years, which I'm sorry at this. Come on, you're 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 pushing it. College, long distance, two years. Oh no! What do you think? You're my grown friend Tiffany, who lives across the ocean from her husband. (laughs) (laughs) You think you can do that with a bunch of horny college kids? You're out of your fucking mind. And by the way, Lauren, I hope you're getting laid at Purdue on the side. Maybe you're cheating on each other. I mean, she I has the so. confidence. She does seem to have a confidence. She does. She does. It's a special, it's also like a particular kind of person that will quite happily arrive somewhere, like turn up somewhere and with the belief that it'll be well received. And that's like a confidence that like, I don't even have with my mother. <laughs> like I have to phone ahead. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't turn up to surprise my mother. And my mother loves me more than anyone in the world. So like, she definitely does have a, she does have a confidence. I, yeah, I, I mean, I go back to my original point, which is like, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's ever really a great idea to do any kind of surprise. <laughs> if you're not like, certain that it's going to be completely well received. I mean, there's that part. Yeah. I mean, there's that part of it, but I also mean like we didn't get one video of her crying or being disturbed. She literally went back to school and is making TikToks not about this and is at games and with her family. If the entire internet was telling me that my boyfriend is definitely fucking cheating on me and my boyfriend was cute like that, I would, I would, I would drown myself. So I would go insane. Yeah. I would go absolutely insane. Even if I was like, I'm in the most secure relationship ever. And I adore my husband. But if someone, if there were thousands of people telling me to like be on the lookout, the doubt would creep in inevitably. So there is a, finally a video from couch boy himself. He made one video and it says, It's just a picture of the couch with like an amp and the TV, the blue, like the blue TV, like glowing. (laughs) 
So he writes, Couch Guy here, you're welcome for getting you off berries and cream TikTok, but remember, not everything is a true crime. Don't be a parasocial creep. Get some fresh air. Take care. Thumbs up. Okay. Who, I'm sorry. Parasocial? Like, I'm sorry. Do you think you're John Mulaney? I don't think anyone's being fucking parasocial with you, dog. Like, you are you just insane? That one? Word. <laughs> like, or something. Like, or something. But it's like, no, dude, we're not. We don't have a parasocial relationship with you. Like, you could be like a flat cardboard cutout. Like, we have no relationship with you other than you're mad sus. No one wants to be your friend. No one cares about you. Like the only, the only feeling we have is that you're cheating on your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, the, it's the perfect trend really, if you think about it, because it has just the right amount of, of like, I don't know. It has, it's just the right amount of gaps and like small details that like one can like rewatch and obsess and rewatch and obsess because it's not like super, super cut and dry, even though it feels very off and like it's clearly there's something sus going on. You, again, as a viewer can project what you want onto that situation. If you like are in a long-term relationship where you feel like perhaps you're a little bit insecure about it, maybe you can project that everything's fine because that's what you need to look into that and you need to go into the comment section and like and shout down anybody who cries like sus and if you're like a normal human being you can look into that and see like you can see like a million different details that you can pick apart and obsess over and like what do we as people on the internet love to do that exact thing it's like it's put it's perfect in it's like innocuousness in a way yeah exactly exactly i mean Kind of. I want to say project, but part of me doesn't think it. I think it's a lot more than that. I don't oh, even know if it's projection. Well, yeah, it is sus as well. But it's like, I don't know. It's it's just basic intuition. And I think some of it is projection because you do see a lot of girls saying, like, take it from me as someone who did not realize my boyfriend was not into me. And I fought like hell. Like, he is not feeling you, girl. Mm. And that is a little bit of projection, but also that's a very, I feel like it's a common enough experience. It's not like, a, you know, a, like a singular situation, which drives me nuts online when people try to like be like, wow, I, I mean, shut up. No one cares that that happened to you. No one's talking about it. So Michi Smalls, you put this also in the notes. Let me listen to this one. So she's led into the apartment by his guy friends, which seems a little bit calculated because as soon as she walks in, the energy in the room shifts. Okay, some people are laughing, awkward faces everywhere. It's like, why are you guys laughing if a girlfriend's visiting the boyfriend, right? Makes no sense. What does he do? Oh, he reaches for his cell phone from one of the girls next to him. There's three girls in the room, three girls and three guys, just a note. Reaches for his cell phone, awkwardly stands up, give her a stiff arm hug, and she's just like completely naive. She has no idea what's going on. Mind you. She's fighting for her life in the comments and she's battling him back. She's like, I can't believe there would be this much negativity. Don't assume anything about my relationship. Meanwhile, body language, people are all over are reading him. People are remaking the videos. Okay, obviously it's none of our business. It's TikTok. It, nothing's done. Everything's our business. Okay, that's just the point. You don't get it. So the title of that was uh, explaining the situation to my middle-aged coworker. And, <laughs> you know, honestly... Listen, I understand that your average person, especially, you know, removed apart from this sort of thing, 
that this wouldn't come across their desk and they wouldn't normally have a feeling about it. But I kind of feel like this is a little bit of like a Rorschach test or something where it's Mm -hmm. like, we should all be taking this. Like we should all, (laughs) everyone (laughs) should be taking this test because there are some people who are, are like confused or like, I don't see it. I don't understand what you're talking about. And I'm like, are you bitch? Are you blind? Like, (laughs) is there a diagnosis dude? Like what's going on that you can't see that? Like, and I, I mean, I feel like I can be very excited you know, sensitive to like micro facial expressions. Like I feel like, oh my God, that person's feeling discomfort. (laughs) And uh, it just sort of in the way that I'm trying to like make sure that I'm never making someone feel bad actively when I'm speaking to them. But this is like, I don't know if you don't see it, like you maybe want to talk to someone. Well, if you don't see it, then, you know, good for you for whatever like level of happiness and security you have in your life that has like never had to interpret micro situations like this I'm very pleased for you that you've lived this beautiful sheltered life but for the rest of us here not on easy street right yeah I mean listen I'm not gonna call this ability of mine a trauma response or anything <laughs> like that I just kind of think to me, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's not even, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I think that when I was 15 and I was like a fucking fat virgin, I wouldn't have known. Okay, listen. So (laughs) I was going to play the Shane Dawson's Spotify getting hacked with a song called Fuck My Cat. We were going to play that. I'm going to have to throw that into the bonus links now because this is, this is such a good show and there's so much that I want to include that our bonus links are stacked. Now we do have to give a little bit of a Brian laundry update Mm -hmm. because this one is directly tied into a YouTube, which also tied in that case, you know, ties into fame seeking and monetization and raising your profile, which is all very much, you know, how online businesses run these days. So my boy, my my husband, Brian Enton, posted emotions running high outside of the laundry house. This woman flew here from Pennsylvania. So this blonde woman shows up to the laundry house. She had, before she even started screaming and all of this stuff happened, there's also a video on her YouTube channel. She goes by the, I guess, social media handle, Molly Golightly. And so many Mollies involved in this story, and I would like that to stop. Um, but yeah, so Molly Golightly is kind of known for being a controversial figure. She, I, I'm sure she does have some, a fair amount of fans. It does seem like she's widely disliked by the true crime community, especially which I feel disgusting calling the Gabby Petito case, frankly, frankly like calling it true crime makes me sick. But she made some really shitty comments about Shanann Watts. There's videos of her mocking her. And that really, I think, made people feel a way about her in this community that cares about true crime. So she shows up. We see on her YouTube channel that she had gotten a bunch of shit at the dollar store, like a laundry basket and some cheap detergent and bleach and a little sign that said laundry. And it said like, you know, come do your dirty laundry or whatever. <laughs> oh my God, she brought props. All right, she brought props. So as soon as she 
puts these props down in the lawn. She'll go on to explain this more in her YouTube video, but I don't know if we'll even get to that part because it seems like she's not really with us in the follow-up video she did. But while she's bent over, she looks up and notices that one of the blinds in the laundry house is cracked open to see what she's putting on the lawn. And this is what she, you know, when the, when the reporter, reporters turned their cameras on, this is what she was, this was the level she was on. I flew from Hershey to be here. And they're just sitting there, peeking out their windows. Well, I'm dirty. Very soothing, very soothing. Dirty laundry, this house should be burned. That'll get you out. These, I swear to God, these people, I want to see them fined for this search. They, they know what happened. Or he lied. Because I'm going to tell you something. What got my heart was when I saw the manipulation that their son did with those cops in Utah. He had those cops eating out of the palm of their hand. That's a talent. you got to be psychotic in order to do that. You gotta be psychotic. And they let the girl, that girl was troubled. I think she saw something, she knew something, and then to separate them? How are you gonna separate them, make her stay in the camper and him in a hotel? No, no, I'm sorry. This is not right. Where are you from? Hershey, Pennsylvania. What's your name? Marissa Zidinski. Spell that last name for me. M-A-R-I-S-S-A. Z as in Zulu, D as in Delta, A is in Alpha, Z as in Zulu, Indigo, and SKY, Zidinski. So you came here just for Yes. I, I, I want to see them. I want to see the FBI drag these people out and give some answers. This does not make sense. This is, listen, listen, I got free speech too. You can lawyer up, but I got free speech too. I'm not trying to be a drama queen, but I'm, the more that I see, everyone is reacting to this. The whole world. For a guy on the loose, let me tell you something else. And you can quote me on this. If Dog the Bounty Hunter, fine, Brian Laundry, I'm never paying taxes again. <laughs> I mean... It's iconic. She she's got these big sunglasses on. She's like there with like a white stained t-shirt and a black duster over the top. But iconically, she has the Jessica Simpson white Louis Vuitton speedy bag with the rainbow print. I'm sorry, I forgot the name of that. Maybe the the rep rep ladies will tell me. Do you know <laughs> the name of that print? I don't, but they will. They will tell you. They'll tell you what to source it girls reach out I swear to God but yeah so it was a big scene and a lot of people were right away tweeting like go girl like she's my spirit animal so guys stop with the spirit animal yeah okay like my my 15% Native American is fuming right now <laughs> not just like also the the comedy writer in me that like wants to never hear that fucking ever again spirit oh. animal gone okay but a lot of people were like, you know, one way or the other, but most people don't know Molly Golightly because she's kind of just a, I don't know, like a cunty gossip queen. So she comes back to her, like, 
Marriott hotel room, not, not even shading it, but like she comes back to this place and she plops down at the desk. She looks like, I don't know. It looks like if like some person was doing like, I don't know, like she kind of looks like a deflated busy Phillips in some ways like yeah. you know what I mean yeah she's she has giving me stiff with mom too a little like it's uh, that yeah of she has a face that's like very pretty but it also this woman was also on wife swap by the way and that's going to be in the description I watched this before this so you know she she was lovable on wife swap she was big juicy she was like the big titty sort of loose morals mom with the gay nanny named princess which sounds really fun. I do feel like Molly Golightly has seen better days. She gets to this place. She looks worse for wear, to say the least. And this is just like, I'm going to play like, you know, five minutes of her. You know, I'll pause throughout. But I'm going to play some minutes of this so we can try and discern where she is mentally after getting back from Brian Laundry's house. This is just her trying to set up her camera. <laughs> this is just her trying to set up her camera. <laughs> and she kept it in, so good. All right. Uh, if there's people in here, just let me uh, kind of explain, please. Um, I am so... Hi, everyone. I... <laughs> This is a predicament, right? This is a predicament because with live streams, you can't start talking too early because yeah, yeah. because there's no point. You're going to have to explain over and over and over again. But like, I just love how people try to address the audience. <laughs> I don't, I wish there was a screen that they could put up for like 20 seconds while everyone sort of gathers like give well, people a minute in. yeah yeah uh, thank you for being here i know you guys probably want to know the 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 extended version um and the actual truth behind what just kind of happened uh mods in here <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> go to town time them out if they want to be stupid <coughs> let them curse me out let them think whatever they want i don't care i don't i do i look like i care look at me do i look like i care look look how dirty my glasses are. <laughs> I, I got dirt on my knee okay i got mascara running down my face i'm sweating all right, all right. Let me not look at the chat so I can explain. Okay, so one thing I love about just like the 20 minutes I've known of Molly Golightly is that she's constantly referring to someone named Tiffany and I have That's no me. fucking idea who she, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, are you her mod? Are you gonna get me in trouble? 
This is your third Instagram strike, Molly. If you dare put this anywhere on your Instagram, you're done. I can't. You set me up, dude. So I'm gonna cut. A, I'm gonna cut forward a little bit because she's gonna go through a whole thing where she's confused about how to turn on the electricity in the hotel room. Oh, God. I'm gonna cut ahead to 1437. I would have had red lipstick on, something nice, not some nasty shit on my look at me i'm i look like a cuckoo bird like i am cuckoo bird out anyway there were many people there that got a lot of it on camera that's all that's it it's just and that's it and but you want to know something if you think that you can do better you want to know something? If you think that you could do better, then get on a friggin' plane or get in your friggin' car and come down here and and tell these people how you feel. Because you want to know something? One of the things that I did say to those people is, it's because of these parents, which you're not going to see. I said, it's because of these people right here, these lowlifes that are protecting this kid. I said, who the hell is he that we're not hearing about all the other cases. Why is this manhunt for this guy so big? That's it. Why? It's not right. It's not right. There's uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world. Hello. We're in a big pandemic. Hello. Okay, I gotta stop it there. Jesus but like, Christ, that's a lot to process. I mean, listen, I'm just kind of obsessed because we've gotten to a point where this is like exact. Like, so we have Dog the Bounty Hunter, which which some people consider his presence to be like predatory or whatever. <laughs> but we've reached this nice soft spot, right? Like. There are a few accounts that are doing like the the spirit boxes and stuff like that. Of course, we have some light tarot, such as eleven eleven tarot, which I guys I think I don't stand by eleven eleven tarot anymore. <laughs> I actually kind of I'm gonna say I haven't closed the door to divination, but I'm just saying when it comes to eleven eleven, I've maybe only got a crack open right now because. <laughs> I did, you know, the QAnon stuff just goes so deep, you guys. They don't even know they're saying it. They don't know they're saying QAnon shit. They don't know. They oh. literally don't know. It's wild. But the greatest thing I found from this was that Molly Golightly was arrested for stealing $500 from a stripper <gasps> in New Orleans. If you want to see the video of her getting arrested in New Orleans for stealing $500 from a stripper, that is in the description as well as the wife swap episode that I mentioned earlier. So this is a good story that you pulled for like a, let's be on the lookout. Yeah. It's a BOLA. <laughs> is that what it's called? B-O-L-A? Be on the lookout. Oh, I thought you said Ebola. Yeah. So did I. I, I thought immediately after I said it, I was like, oh no, 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 not in a pandemic. No, I thought you said like Ebola virus. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. It's a different, it's a different bowler. It's a be on the lookout because so this is quite a bit interesting because this is gonna by the time this episode lands and you're hearing this in your ears right now, like the first half of this would have already occurred. But essentially, Facebook whistleblower is appearing in the Senate on Tuesday, but before they do that, they're appearing on 60 Minutes, Sunday, the 3rd of October. 
sort of to expose themselves and the thousands of documents they took with them. So this person is going to reveal their identity. We know that they are a she who had previously worked at Facebook. And in this kind of exposing of Facebook, what they're going to do is talk about how Facebook kind of contributed to or didn't didn't stop the misinformation spreading that led to the capital attack. So I would say that the hearing that is happening on Tuesday is the is to do with protecting kids online. I don't know how much of that testimony that they give is going to be related to stuff from the capital attacks. I think that this testimony will either be really explosive or like with things of this kind previously may end up being a story that is only really picked up and relevant to people who are hyper interested in things like how democracy plays out online and how the internet plays out online, like kind of this, this democratic process and privacy and, and all the rest of that stuff. So I, I don't know how explosive it's going to be, but TLDR, this, this former employee is looking to air their claims about how Facebook didn't take appropriate action to quash and quell hate speech ahead of the capital attack in January the 6th. So the other interesting thing about this is that there was a memo that went out to Facebook employees on Friday the 1st of October. And that memo was written by Nick Clegg, who is the Vice President of Global Affairs. And I don't know if you know this, Molly, but Nick Clegg was, and this is my like inside baseball UK politics knowledge like coming through, but Nick Clegg is someone who was the former, former Deputy Prime Minister years ago when there was a coalition government where which basically is like you know when you can't form a full government you form a coalition with another party that got a bunch of votes so nick clegg is an interesting character to me personally because when there was a run-up to the last kind of like major major election that i can remember in my lifetime he was for a party a third party called the liberal democrats which had previously been very quiet and would usually not get that many votes like much like in the US the UK as much as we have like various different parties in our parliament is made up of uh, representatives that seat that may come from other parties like the Green Party or whatever there is usually like a kind of a two-horse race to who is going to be leading the country for the next four years and this really sort of weird thing happened a couple of years ago where the other party the third party that usually has the third number of highest votes but has never taken full power was led by this guy called Nick Clegg, who was very young and very charismatic and very reasonable. And um, and he talked about things like scrapping tuition fees and university fees and whatever. So he kind of rode in as a deputy prime minister on the back of all of this, like love and hype. And then after the coalition government formed, all of the promises that were made were broken and he disappeared into obscurity. And now he has popped up as the vice president of global affairs for facebook which i find kind of fascinating just from like a british politics perspective that somebody who once held that degree of like power and office is now inside that private company but anyway he sent out this memo on the first of october that that basically was due to anticipate this interview that's going out with the whistleblower this sunday and her testimony on tuesday And he said um, in an excerpt, this increase in political polarization in the US predates social media by several decades. If it were true that Facebook is the chief cause of polarization, we would expect to see it going up wherever Facebook is popular. It isn't. 
In fact, polarization has gone down in a number of countries with high social media use at the same time that it has risen in the US. Specifically, we expect the reporting to suggest that a change to Facebook's newsfeed ranking algorithm was responsible for elevating polarizing content on the platform in January 2018. We made changes to promote meaningful social interactions so that you would see more content from friends, family, and groups that you're part of in your newsfeed. This change was heavily driven by internal and external research that showed that meaningful engagement with friends and family on the platform was better for people's well-being. And we further refined and improved it over time as we do with all ranking metrics. And we know that this is a thing, right? Like there was a time where people had to pay to get their posts seen because Facebook prioritized your friends. I mean, I guess like the thing I'm wondering is like, how is this going to end Finsta? (laughs) Well, that is the question. No, I mean, this is super interesting. How, so you think that this is going to be developing, when is it's this week? Yeah, so this story is developing this week. And in, I, the interesting thing about this part of the memo is that they don't know. We have to assume that this memo has been sent to all employees on the proviso that they know that a whistleblower is going to be speaking, but they don't know exactly what the whistleblower has taken with them and what they will be exposing. Who do you so think this is... This is kind of the anticipation of what that might be and them kind of guessing at what that might be. Who do you think it is? Who's the whistleblower? Yeah. I think it's Andrew Garfield in a wig, whoever Andrew Garfield's <laughs> part of. <laughs> oh, I or- hope so. Dude, I thought he was – I'm Andrew Garfield. I'm in love. Like, in love. <laughs> well, this would for push him over time. the edge, right? <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah, for sure. I mean – this is very exciting. I'm looking forward to finding out more about this because truthfully, I didn't realize that I, I don't know. I just always think of Facebook as such like an American company. I didn't realize. I think, I think that's obvious from when we talked together that I have a very provincial POV. <laughs> well, the thing so, is like Facebook has like, don't they provide Wi-Fi now in, in developing countries? Like Facebook provides Wi-Fi and like access to Facebook, which is, kind of wild it's like it it's like that's your barrier to the entry like your not barrier but your entryway to the internet is through your facebook sponsored internet and your facebook account in developing countries which is terrifying given how lax they've been around huge democratic processes in world superpowers (laughs) so it terrifies me that facebook would have that level of influence in like developing countries with maybe like younger or more fragile democracies that's like a thing that we should all be keeping an eye on yeah i mean yeah facebook is just so evil and i really i don't know man mark zuckerberg really creeps me out i know that's not a unique thought i just feel like (laughs) i feel way too close to i mean he did all this in the city i'm from man it just feels personal (laughs) <laughs> like it, just, it, hit, it hit way too close to home like quite literally I, I have yeah, like I'm... sorry I was gonna say I have one tiny little nugget of like interesting fact like number stats that I think mm-hmm. are kind of fascinating given that there's a lot of scrutiny they say today we have more than 40,000 people across the company working on safety and security since 2017 we've disrupted and removed more than 150 covert influence operations interesting i'm sure a lot of that's russian including ahead of democratic elections in 2020 alone 
we removed more than 5 billion fake accounts, identifying almost all of them before anybody flagged them. And from March to election day, we removed more than 265,000 of Facebook and Instagram content in the US alone for violating our voter interference policies. I mean, that's on you, dude. <laughs> At that point, that's on you. Like, I mean, thanks. I guess thanks, you know. Five billion accounts, though? Five billion accounts removed. How many people are there in the world right now? Isn't it like eight billion human beings on the planet? Five yeah, billion? Yeah, but so fake? many people. Five, so many people are running. God, just think about Angela from Catfish. She was running two families. <laughs> I think this is mostly Angela from Catfish. I think it might be Angela from Catfish. <laughs> I think, yeah, that should be, let's end Finsta. But first and foremost, we got to get rid of Angela from Catfish. Cut the cut the internet cord over there. Like it's got to- a hydro though. You cut off one Angela head and 12 more pop up and 5 billion more. <laughs> no, totally. Hannah, what was the name of the girlfriend, Hannah? I don't remember iconic and you guys that pretty much wraps it up for trend lightly thank you so much for listening please follow us on all of the social medias make sure that you subscribe tell your friends that is like the most meaningful thing you can do also reviews really help like and subscribe 100 percent, and follow yeah, like trend and lightly on instagram before it gets removed forever but the reviews really help for sure i will have to set up a backup account for the insta that's you're the problem that's the problem that oh i know i'm about. the problem i'm the only one with the permissions to the facebook <laughs> it, start, it starts and ends with me so i'll be i will reform someday but not yet all right thank you so much for listening tiffany you're the best bye thank you bye Seen a shawty that look like a double G. Every girl in here ten, but it ain't no Tennessee. And you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee. Delta G's on the left, Delta G's on the right. And you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight. Like we in 2013, shawty do it for the vine. Shawty moving real well, I might have to wind it down. Threw the money to the center, now watch it hit the flow, now rag it up. Rat, rat, rag it up, king, bag it up. Back, back, bag it up, king, stack it up. Stack, stack, stack it up. She said, where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas. And if I drop a pin, Best believe that she on the Thought way. Thought was important, but I moved her right about the I'm way. Delta cheese tonight. Told her baby I got cheese tonight. Get a scholarship. I ain't smoking on no TAC. Low tolerance. All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow. Like the tell her. Shout out Turbo Tax Tax Refund. What's another? Back to quarterback at recess. No rush. And you gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission. No rush. This ain't UT. Why your shirt orange like a pump? Mama call me, ask me how college is. I said, bust. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.